All right, very good, great. Uh, Jane? Well, this next thing is an experiment, okay? It, it could either be a lot of fun or it could flop. So we'll see. Um, our idea is that, okay, our convention, our, our banquet speaker speaks at 6.30. So we have a social time between now and 6.30. And since, you know, normally at a banquet, you go when you talk to your friends and you talk to people and you have your little rubbery chicken dinner, you know, whatever. And so we thought instead of doing that, since we can't do all that together, we would go around the, the virtual room and anybody who wants to tell us what they're having for dinner in their virtual banquet. And, you know, I mean, maybe just a social time. What do you think of the convention so far? Um, what what did you like? Jane? Yes, ma'am. Can we do some more door prizes? Oh yeah, let's do some more door prizes while everybody's thinking about what they did for dinner. Let's do some more door prizes. Okay, so next is, um, it's called The Associate. It's a CD, a book on CD by John Grisham. Alexa, give me a random number between one and 107. Harvest Basin again. She won too. Okay. Can we pick another one? Because I mean, yeah, we should pick another one. Who won? Who won that one though? Artist Bazin, but she won. already won one. Hell yeah, those Californians, you know? Huh? Those Californians, I you know, know how they are. Should we pick another one? We never yeah. decided what to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, artist. Oh, says says the door prize. Yeah. Lady. Door yeah. prize maiden says pick another one. Alexa, okay. give me a random number between one and one hundred and seven. <clears throat> John Owen from the Baltimore oh. Library. Oh, wow. You got a book. There you, <laughs> you go. Got a book. John Owen. <laughs> How appropriate. Yeah. Should we do one more while people are thinking what they had for dinner? Sure. Um, so the next one is um, a documentary on the Mississippi River. Ooh, I'd like to that. Ooh, I'd like that one. Okay. Alexa. I could use it as one of my books a for the book club. Random number between one and 107. 95. Oh, Tandra Hunter Payne already got one too. Yep, we need another one. Yeah, we have to do another one. Alexa, give me a random number between one and 107. 93, 93. Marlene Hendler from Columbia, Maryland. Very good. Fabulous. Okay. Congratulations. Okay. I'm over 12. Right. I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, really. I wanted that. <laughs> okay. Well, shall we see, you know, uh, if, if nobody wants to tell us what we, what they had for dinner and if nobody wants to give feedback about the convention, we can do more door prizes. But, uh, actually, your door prize coordinator is going to depart for a hot second because I have the commitment that I need to attend to. So okay. I'll be back. Okay. Play me. Well, you do have some yes. hands. You do have a couple of hands up, guys. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so uh, let me just remind people how to raise their hands if they uh, want to. If you're on the PC, it's Alt-Y. If you're on the Mac, it's Option-Y. If you're on the app, if on the app, uh, this is a webinar. So on your screen somewhere down, I think lower right corner or somewhere thereabouts, you have a raise hand button, you double tap that. If you're on a regular telephone, it's star nine. And the first person we have is, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Jamaica Miller. Jamaica, you may unmute. Good, good evening, everybody. Well, I end up having uh, pork and squash for my... That sounds delicious. And um, my favorite part was the was the time when um, the 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 time and the technology time have been my two favorite things. Okay. Um, so thank Great. you. Thank Thanks. you, Jamaica. Yes. Thank you. I was totally lost during the uh, during the technology part. They were talking so far above me. Oh, exactly. I was, and, and I was sort of wondering whether anybody else was confused like I was. Oh. Well, so it's so many exciting things with the uh, with the. Now Apple I'm going to have to get an iPhone 12 so I can get that lidar stuff. But yeah. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. All right. Next we have Debbie G. Oops. I know Debbie. We know her. And it just moved on me. So, Debbie G, you may unmute and talk. Hi everybody. Hi Ray. Hi everybody. Well, I have been here for most of the convention, either on my phone or on a lady, and I have had a wonderful time. My favorite, I loved the exhibits yesterday. I missed a couple, but everyone that I saw, and like Jane, I'm going to be making a lot of calls next week. So the exhibits were wonderful. And I liked also, um, I very much liked your Chesapeake Bay time. Um, I know we didn't have a lot of questions or as many as we would have wanted, but it was so wonderful. And I especially liked the part when she talked about how it was back in the day. I and the technology it. part was great. The only thing I would say is I, I was really interested in the organizing of the apps that they talked about. And that was so, I got lost right at the beginning. So I'm going to have to find out about that. But you all have done a wonderful job in having a very diverse program. And congratulations to you. And I had baked potato soup for supper with little crackers and um, an, an, uh, an apple salad with candied um, pecans and some Ooh. romaine lettuce and stuff. Ooh. So that was, that was my banquet meal. Oh, and bunt cake. <laughs> did you have dressing on your salad? What kind of dressing did you have on your salad? What, oh, I had, it was like a, um, a, 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 like a vinegar, Ooh. strawberry vinegar dressing. <gasps> My with these, this romaine lettuce and little app pieces of oh, apple and then these candy so pecans. It was so good. <laughs> You're making so me hungry. Oh, so yeah. anyway, and I'm looking forward to hearing Chris. Do you know, I will say yes. this and I'll let somebody else have a turn. When I was in the first grade, Chris Ball, what student taught my class. And I thought that she had the most beautiful name. So everyone called her Miss Ball, but me. And I called her Miss Christina Ball because I thought her name was so gorgeous. <laughs> and she let me get by with it. And her so voice anyway, so I'll look forward to you all too. are doing a great job. You have every reason to feel proud of what you've done. Thank you, Debbie. This is, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And we couldn't have done half of this without, as you know, ACB Radio. And, absolutely just, we've all been there yeah we were scared to death and they just oh. make it all look so easy just the way to go yeah that's right agree all right candace Steppen, you can unmute and talk you're already unmuted actually so go ahead thank you ray and uh thank you jane and to the convention committee this has really been an amazing convention i've missed some of it but what i have been able to catch 
um, I've listened to on Lady A. And I especially enjoyed the uh, exhibits last night, the library presentation. I thought the um, the discussion on grocery shopping was very useful as well. Beautiful. Thank you. It always seems like we, we, we get a lot of interest when we're talking food, doesn't it? Last <laughs> night when Margo was doing the uh, exhibits, I was oh. getting so hungry. Okay, we have a 314 area code ending in 769. You are unmuted. Go ahead and talk. Yes. Uh, first of all, my name is Rick Belcher, uh, Merrill Schechter's fiance. I uh, had planned in the beginning to fly up there for the convention. This was before the pandemic. And that was my intention there at, at, at the time. Then we had this pandemic. And so being that that was the case, that uh, did not happen. But I was able to participate. And this is uh, my first convention with y'all. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. And it turned out to be a pretty good convention. Uh, I think my favorite part was the where they talked about the uh, pamper, pampered chef. I thought that was a pretty good one. And uh, Longevity, that was a good one, you know, for the exhibits. I like the one that they had on there was the Black Lives Matter with uh, Sandra. And also the one about the library uh, uh, and with a, uh, Ray Razor when he talked about the uh, Missouri, the Maryland guide dog users. So like I said, this has been a pretty good convention i'm having a good blues man special because i am a blues singer by the way um my music is rock and roll rhythm and blues i do have my own band here in st louis uh we go to uh places to uh nursing homes and form, perform we haven't done that a lot of musician people have been out but we don't do lullabies we get you we rock you that's for sure. But I'm having baked potatoes and some chicken wings. That sounds wholesome. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. And all you need is some BB King and Bobby Bland. You're doing good. Uh, you know, you can just ask the A lady to play the latest and greatest, right? You're right. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, my fiance has an A lady, which I uh, purchased for last year at an auction. Mm -hmm. And uh, that thing works pretty good. Picks up WDIA in Memphis and just about anything else you want to get. Yeah. I don't know where we'd be without them. Have you on board, Rick. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Okay. We have a 410 number ending in 968. You can unmute and share. Star 6 will unmute you. Uh, 410 ending 968. That's Glenda, I think. Okay. Um, you one more time, 410 ending in 968, star six will unmute you. There you go. All right. This is Glenda Blanchard, and I'm, I'm proud of the convention. It has been wonderful. Tonight I'm having stuffed turkey breast Ooh. from QVC, and, it, and I'm having baked potato with it and pickle beets and for dessert have that that wonderful um peanut butter fudge 
my thing. <laughs> so thank you very it. much. Linda, you, you've done a great job as a wrangler. One of Everyone our has been on time. It's been perfect. So you okay. guys thank you. We called thank all you. of the, ex the uh, presenters um, mm -hmm. before the convention just to keep in touch with them. So that was an invaluable um, piece of the of the convention. So thanks so much, Glenda. You're you're a joy. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for all you. Everyone's been good. Yeah. Everybody for coming. It's been a team effort, right? Yeah, it has. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Good. Thank you so much. Okay. You have a 410 ending in 499. You may unmute and talk. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Yep. Hey. Hey. Baby okay. Ruth. Uh, yeah, baby Ruth. You got it. <laughs> I washed up with dinner that I ate about an hour ago. I had uh, chicken, and I did it in a cooking bag, and the cooking bag had a little pack of seasons with it, so I poured that in, baked it in the, in the oven. Oh, God, it turned out so good. It oh, was you're tender. Me. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> then with it, I had um, butter mashed potatoes mm. and broccoli, and we made some chicken uh, gravy for the potatoes and the chicken. It was good. And good. for dessert, in a little while, I will have some Reese's peanut butter pie. Oh. Jane, this was a bad idea, man. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the convention, I can't say any particular thing was my favorite. I have to say, I really liked a lot of it. I didn't think I would like the way the convention was done, but I did. It really totally, totally surprised me. I enjoyed it. And Jane, just to let you know, if you ever want to get to 12 Max or 12 um, Pro, which I got, you can buy a home button for it. Amazon sells them. I'll call you. I'll call you about that. Okay, okay. Well, that's it. And I want to thank the committee from the bottom of my heart for the excellent, excellent job you all did on this. It was great. Yeah, that's all I got. Too. Thanks, baby Ruth. You're part of the you're team. You're welcome. <laughs> do right. I re-mute re myself or do you all do it? We'll get you. Okay. Uh, I'll get you. Uh, Gary Legates, you are next. Okay, uh, thank you. Can everybody hear me? Yeah, we do. Uh, man, this convention has been fantastic. You guys did such a good job. The committee just—it's just amazing how how it's going. Really, I've I've loved every bit of it. I'm really looking forward to Chris Ball because she was Ninette and my fifth grade teacher. So uh, we'll know we'll enjoy hearing her. Uh, as far as uh, dinner is concerned, my net did an experiment the other night. She made some pasta fagioli, which is like an Italian uh, soup. It's got pasta in it and all this. And it turned out very well. So we're going to have that and broccoli. And we're going to have some homemade ice cream for dessert, either vanilla or butter pecan, whichever I feel like getting now. That's what we're going to have. But thank you so much to you guys. You just did a, a, a wonderful job on this. Maryland always does a great job, doesn't it? Yeah. We do. Maryland finds a way to pull it off. <clears throat> Wendelin, 
Wendelin Havendek, you are next. All righty. So um, my, my dinner, I, I had to go to the plan B. Uh, I, I originally was uh, so happy. I was making uh, this really easy risotto recipe. And um, yeah, I, I should have uh, used Be My Eyes or something to read the label of what I thought was Parmesan cheese. Oh, no. When uh, Whole Foods brought to me the other day, it was not Parmesan cheese. They picked the wrong thing up. So plan B was the leftover pizza I had from last night that was still in the fridge. So I heated that up. And so now I'm thinking I'm going to have to dig up something for dessert because, you know, that, I mean, there was good leftover pizza, but, you know, um, but no, I've, I've really enjoyed the, the convention. I've been here for most of it, except for when I had to go do a few other things, but um, I enjoyed uh, not being originally from this area, having grown up in Nebraska, um, I always enjoy hearing like about the Chesapeake Bay stuff and, and whatnot, because I, I like learning about the area. And I also liked uh, hearing um, about the library. And uh, I think it was Pat that brought up, uh, there was um, uh, a series about Maryland. Uh, so I might have to check that out here. So, um, but I have really enjoyed it. And, and I have a, my a few auction items. Uh, what, what's, what's left in my bank account after my recent hospital experience? Hopefully, maybe I can spend tonight. <laughs> but the question is, what was that really that you thought was Parmesan cheese that you put on your risotto? I, it was actually Pecorino Romano. Oh, at least it's cheese. It was, but my stomach is so sensitive and that has kind of a peppery flavor oh, to it. Yeah. And that's what told me it was the wrong thing. What was that? And I I have an ulcer because of an illness um, oh. about 22 years ago and have to take medicine for it. And so I would have ate it except for probably about the time the auction started, I would have been in the bathroom getting sick. No, that's not no, worth it. That's right. With the auction. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we want me here for the auction so I could try yeah. to, you know, <clears throat> I'll do better than I did at the uh, the auction uh, back around the, the holidays ACB had where I, I ended up losing every single time. So uh, <laughs> They were out of my price range. I, yeah, I oof, they, they got too rich for me real quick. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. Well, <laughs> and I had a, I can't remember the lady's name, but there was something guide dog related and I really wanted it. And I, man, I, I was going to spend way more than I really should have. And I got it up really high. And then she like went like 25 bucks or something uh, beyond me. I'm like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> do we have okay. any more questions? Yeah, we, sh we sure do. Um, uh, 410 ending in 994. I think that's Merrill. Go ahead. Are you watching the panelists, Ray? Um, yes. Huh. Okay. I'm, Hi. I'm, I'm um, not, but uh, I'm not, but I okay. will. <laughs> well, okay. I'm gonna stick my hand up then too. Can you hear me? We got gotcha. you. Okay. Thanks, Ray, and thanks, Jane and Pat. Thank everybody for their participation in this convention. I appreciate everybody so much on this committee, all the presenters and all the hard work that Pat and Jane have done also. Anyway, I for dinner, <clears throat> I am having uh, a veggie burger with vegan cheese. I'm having asparagus, and I'm having sweet potato fries, 
and longevity coffee. So I am eating healthy. Longevity coffee. Sounds yep. good. Or as my Thank jaw you. says it, or as my jaw says it, yummy buddy. Yummy buddy coffee. <laughs> 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 yep. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's take a let's take one of the panelists. Uh, you can unmute. Uh, by the, you can unmute. Uh, I'll call on Debbie Hazelton. Well, hey there. I just had to get in on this dinner. What a great convention. I knew you guys would do an awesome job. And I'm so grateful to Tyson for his hard work and to all of you. What a wonderful, wonderful convention. So today I was monitoring both conventions. I tried, you know, I had one in each ear and, you know, just paying close attention and came into the kitchen to make my homemade tomato soup in the instant pot. So I still have to go and do some more finishing touches on it, but it is, oh, thick and yummy and the house smells so good. And then um, we're also going to have bacon, lettuce and tomato sandwiches. So come on over. <laughs> yum, yum. Good. Debbie, thank you so much for your, for your help and working with us. You helped us get past the jitters and you guys do such a professional job and it's just a pleasure to work with. I'm Thank proud so of much. our team. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm proud of your team too. Mm -hmm. Proud of this Maryland team too. That's great. Yeah. Lacey okay. Day. Let's take uh, one more panelist, uh, Susan Crawford. Uh, you may unmute and uh, share. Good evening. I, I agree with everyone else. This convention has just been fabulous. Um, it's just so great to be with everybody virtually, but, and, the sessions have been so, such a variety of sessions and also interesting. It's just been, I think it's just been outstanding. Uh, so congratulations all the way around on that. And I think next next year I'd like to have dinner. I think we should just uh, ask Ruth Harrison to make dinner for all of us next year because that sounds really good. Um, I'm having, um, I actually ordered out. I splurged and ordered out tonight and I'm having chicken parmesan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, and and Wendelin, I hope you're feeling okay. Did you, was your chicken parmesan from Mama Lucia's? Your from your favorite restaurant, Pat. There you go. I like yeah. it. Did you put Did you put it on my credit card? Oh, <laughs> let me call them back. Wait. Yeah, a call second. them back. Yeah, yeah call them back. back. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Are you having Are you Are you having that too, Pat? Uh, no, actually, I got Chinese food the other day. There you go. Tried to run in and heat it up and gobble some of that dirt, mm -hmm. the good news about about this restaurant where where i ordered the chicken parmesan is it's back when the pandemic started if, if i ordered something it was here in like 15 minutes i mean it took <laughs> no time it took an hour tonight so they've got quite a following so that's good news to, to know yeah. that they've got a lot a good customer base yeah yeah we we try to keep them when we can yeah yeah and again, uh, Wendelin, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry to hear that you have a big hospital bill, but I sure hope you're doing all right now. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to swing over to the attendee side again. Tom Kaufman, you can unmute and talk. Okay. Hopefully you can hear me. Good evening, all. Good evening, Jane and Pat evening, and everybody. And uh, good to be here. And uh, I haven't had a chance to hear a whole lot of the convention, but I've heard some things and have enjoyed what I heard. I'm very much looking forward to hearing Chris Ball. I had the pleasure of having 
her, I was in her class twice, first and fourth grade. So there you go. As for my dinner or supper or whatever you want to call it, I'm having meatloaf, craft macaroni and cheese, spinach, and going to top it off with some applesauce and a glass of tea. So there you go. Sounds lovely. Okay, I'm going to take one more, take the last attendee that's got a hand up, and then I'll switch back to the panel. And that would be, oops, as soon as I'm about to hit the button, Zoom moved on me. Uh, 410 ending in 725. You can unmute. Joanne Cusick. Um, I hear you. We I hear think, you now. Okay, this is Joanne. And I just want to say that to my program committee, they have knocked it out of the park. Um, it's really been interesting um, convention. I've heard most of it either on Zoom or on ACB radio. <clears throat> and um, for dinner, um, I had to go out. So I am having a quarter pounder with cheese and large fries and an apple pie from McDonald's and a Diet Coke. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. So Excellent. Uh, we always have to have a, uh, a Diet Coke with a, with a uh, McDonald's. Uh, there you pie, go. Right. Mm -hmm. Hey, boss, what time are we supposed to meet tomorrow? Oh, is it 9 o'clock? 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. I thought it was 9 o'clock. Business meeting at 9 o'clock on a separate oh, Zoom yeah. number that I have yes. emailed to everyone. Yes. Oh. And uh, why don't we come over to Jane next? Jane, okay. go ahead. Okay. I had chicken marsala with couscous and green beans. And after the auction, I'm going to have a vanilla sundae cone from Schwann's. Um, as far as my favorite part of the convention, I love the whole thing. But what I love the most was that all the panelists came in on time. <laughs> I was terrified that panelists would not, I mean, that would, presenters wouldn't come in and we'd have to go track them down. But everyone has been so giving of their time and I really I can't tell you how that makes me feel that is so great so I, I just really appreciate that all right and back to the attendee side I have a 410 ending in 284 you can uh, un you're unmuted so go ahead and share that's Chris hello that's Chris hello. okay hey oh Thank goodness, I'm finally glad I got in. I thought I was doing the wrong thing. <laughs> well, um, no, Chris, you're I all thought, right. You're great. Oh, everything's okay. Okay, so I knew that I'm supposed to speak at some time, so whatever you want me to do, I'll do, and I have loved listening to all the dinners that were served. Mm. What are you having for dinner? Uh, we had dinner, and we had a wonderful burger. They cook in this particular kitchen in our dining room where we ate. They do wonderful burgers. So we had burgers and nice French fries, vanilla ice cream, and coffee. Oh, that's yeah. good. Well, and you guys uh, have no. no hands. Well, then why don't we just go into our banquet speech since every we're all looking forward to hearing you, Chris. I've called oh, my you gracious. four times now. No, no, no. Five. Five times now. That's amazing. I'm growing up. No, honey, you're just being more comfortable. <laughs> I, I've known I've known this lady since I was six and I she was showing me around the school and I said, How old are you? And she said, Over twenty one. And so I could not call her Chris just for the longest time because it's Miss Ball, you know, and she was our class advisor and everything. And 
I'm growing up. I I'm, I called her Chris. Yeah, I I had a teacher that I couldn't call Miss. I mean that I couldn't call by her first name either when I got out of school. It was there are some people, but then that worries me. I hope I wasn't too formal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Chris, you so much. Like you've got a bunch of students that you'll have. Wait, to... What? Pardon me. Pardon me. I was saying it looks like you're going to be talking to a bunch of your students here, former students here. You may have to take attendance and make sure they... Oh, well, uh, no, we won't do that this evening. And I also canceled a quiz I was going to form, a quiz that I was going to give on the material. So consequently, I'm not being a full-fledged teacher. I'm just being relaxed. Can you all hear me okay? I I had to move my telephone, and we're in a different part of the room from where we were last night. And so I'm I'm just hoping that it's okay. You are loud and clear. Well, I bet I am loud. I have been told that. (laughs) (laughs) And there will be a a story about my being loud in this recitation. (laughs) So should I just start? Go on. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, bless you. Um, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I was going to start that way, and then I thought that's too formal, so I'll say hi, folks. And it was very, I'm very complimented to have been asked to speak. Will somebody watch the time for me? Sure. And you got got that, or? Yeah, yeah. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. All, right, All right, please do. I'm sorry to ask, have to ask you that, but I, I have papers on my lap. I had to change my whole environment because of our furnace, which makes too much noise. Yeah. So everything is a little bit, um, little bit more hectic, but we're here. It's well, I, am, I so appreciate. Until seven or something. That's fine. What time? Well, well just, you know, go to like seven or how long right. you well, Anybody would quibble. It doesn't matter. Like 15 or 20 minutes, I don't want to bore people. So um, at any rate, this is it. And good evening. I'm very complimented to have been asked to speak with this group. And after listening to the enthusiasm and the knowledge among the people during the dress rehearsal, I am totally impressed and thrilled to death to be a part of it. And I thank you very, very much. I'd also like to say at the beginning that I, um, I, I, I pray a gentle prayer for all of you in this group who have experienced the illness through having it yourselves or experienced the illness through a family member, any of you who have experienced death from it, and also just any, any situation that's so difficult right now, I think, uh, for, for us with so many things, not what we're used to. So I send everybody a silent prayer uh, that you'll be okay, uh, that you can pick the pieces up and start again. And uh, we pray extra for those who have died as a result of the illness. Moving from the hectic times of now, it's nice to uh, have put a little speech together here. I wasn't quite sure of what was wanted. I figured it had something to do with perhaps the fact that I've <laughs> had a long number of years being visually impaired and I taught for 41 years. And you kind of learn a few things by <laughs> by teaching. I think actually if the teacher is open-minded, they learn more than the kids because the best teachers are the students, I think. 
And uh, yes, I had, there was a study hall situation at school, and there was a little girl who had had me in fifth grade, and she had another teacher that, that year, and they were in study hall. And someone asked a question, and the teacher at the desk said, I really don't know. And this kid yells out, if you go down and talk to Miss Ball, she'll tell you where to look it up. And uh, so I guess I did. <laughs> but if she learned that much, I was tickled to death about that. Um, so at any rate, I just thought I would start with just a little bit of, of my history. I'm 86 and a half years old. Um, it's getting closer to 90. I'm not sure I can believe that. I am from the city of Baltimore, so I'm one of the Baltimore runs that everybody refers to periodically. Uh, my brother and I, uh, brother, sister, and I make up our the siblings in our family. My brother and I have congenital glaucoma. Uh, we both attended the Maryland School for the Blind, and um, I won't. We won't get into any discussion tonight at all about public school versus residential school. I think uh, with the education system and the problems it is now, I don't know what we're going to get when we finish. Um, I think a lot of mixing of uh, visual impairment and other uh, uh, conditions with the public is very important because one of the most important things is to have a natural life uh, and with, with the public. Um, so at any rate, uh, we did go to the Maryland School for the Blind. It was very good for us. There were many, many activities, lots of good staff members, and um, I knew almost everybody there. Uh, maybe that's because I'm <laughs> curious and so forth. When I was a student, I knew almost everybody there. And we still have touch with a lot of the people that we went to school with. The difficult time right now is, however, some of us are getting older and we're losing some people uh, to death. And we just uh, lost to, uh, somebody today, a very, very nice person. So that's a hard thing to take because when you're in a residential school like that, you really get to know each other very well. Sometimes too well, I think, but uh, not always. So at any rate, um, we, uh, I experienced uh, then the Maryland School for the Blind. They had cottages instead of dorm buildings, and the cottages were like large houses with rooms on the second and third floor for two or three or four students in each bedroom. And that was very, very nice. Of course, you had a community bath. That has its question marks, but we'll move on. Uh, but it was very, very good. And... Um, and I enjoyed my schooling there very, very much. Um, when I got out of school, I went to college and was was able to g gain a um, bachelor's in a uh, bachelor's of science in, in education, elementary ed, and also have a master of uh, master of arts in special education. Um, I wanted to be a nurse when I was little, and I don't think I really realized about sight and how much I really couldn't see at first when I was little. So I announced I wanted to be a nurse, and I was about five or six years old, and my mom sat me down and she said, we need to seriously talk about this because, and then she explained about being a nurse and all the things you had to see, and that I did not see well enough to do that. Well, I was heartbroken, but as I got older and got interested in teaching, I was so glad that she didn't let me hold on to a dream which I might really not have been able to have. And so I have been, <coughs> excuse me, eternally grateful to her uh, ever since for being so matter-of-fact and saying, you couldn't do this, but there's many other things you can do. Teaching was wonderful. 
um, I have a brother who is five and a half years younger than me, and when I was in my teens, he was in school, and he was having some difficulties. Now, he's he's a bright guy. There's no problem with that. But he was having some problems, and his teacher talked to me one day and said, do you think you'd want to help your brother in the summer with Braille and with a few things? And I was like, yes, I guess so. Well, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So that was it. And, I mean, when you can love working with your own brother, and this guy is a good guy. But you know what I mean? It's like working with your brother. We had a wonderful time, and he did a good job, and I enjoyed it very, very much. Um, I've had teaching experiences in two schools for the blind, uh, the Arkansas School, which is where I started. I wanted to go away from home, and I applied to different residential schools for the blind, and there was a lot of no letters that I got. They're very nice letters, but no. And then came this one letter from Arkansas to whom I had not been. And the superintendent said that my name had been sent to him by a friend of his who was another superintendent, and I ended up working there. The two schools were very different, but I loved them both. Um, and uh, it was uh, just a very interesting situation there, uh, but I loved it. I just I loved it very much. My first class was a class of nine children, which before Christmas became 13 children, uh, of first and second grade Braille users. And the first and second grade print users were with a fully sighted teacher, and we worked together, but... Uh, I, I just loved uh, my 13 kids. Now, the 13 children included a variety of, of kids, uh, from some very bright boys in the second grade to a dear and wonderful little boy uh, who was had MD. And that was very, very difficult for him and for me, but we made it, and we, we got along. As a matter of fact, the second year I was there, the mother came by to see me, and she said, Hi, how are you? We all thought you wouldn't come back. And I was like, What? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Anyway, I loved the Arkansas school. There were lots of differences there from the Maryland school, but the two experiences were very, very good for me. After that, I, I went one more year to Arkansas uh, in the 70s, uh, but all of my, the rest of my time was spent at the Maryland School for the Blind as a teacher. Did a little bit of work in the public school system for half a year, too. Um, but that's, that's, that's it. That's where I worked, and that's what I did, and that's what I loved. And uh, I, I, I loved my kids. They were wonderful people. I mean, there were a couple of them that I'd like to have knocked their heads together once in a while. Uh, and I have a couple of funny little incidents that I just kind of put in hand here. So wait just a minute. Let me find the paper. Um, a couple of situations where I, I can tell you a couple of funny little stories. There was one precious little girl in first grade. And she was talking and talking and talking one day, and I thought I was going to go crazy. So I went over to her, and I didn't want to get mad with her because she couldn't help it. She was all excitable. So I said to her, honey, um, I think we're going to have to ask you to come over to this, this corner over here for just a few minutes so you can be quiet and, and kind of calm down because you're interrupting people and so forth. And I, and I said, and I just want you to stand over in this corner here. She said, how many corners does this room have? And I was like, well, I wanted to laugh. But I couldn't because it was serious. <laughs> so I just said, it has four, but you're going to only be standing quietly in one. And it's only for a short time. 
so you'll just think over and be a little quieter. Well, she was good. She turned out fine, but she's asking me how many corners this room has. I was like, oh, no, she probably thought I was going to stand her in each corner. Uh, Who knows? Uh, Then I had a couple of other experiences. Um, There were two boys in one of my classes, and they were about six or seven. One had red hair. He was as cute as he could be. And the other guy was kind of... um, uh, well, I, I can't really describe it, but he, he was a little bit uh, not not real good sometimes about being teased. So the boy with the red hair was going, good morning to you, good morning to you, good morning, dear so-and-so, good morning to you. That was fine. Well, one evening when I went over the dormitory, he was doing the same thing, only it was at night. And this really got that boy upset. Don't say good morning. Don't say good morning. It's not morning. And the seven-year-old boy just said out loud and clear, I'm singing to the people in China. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this, that he knew that. Well, the only funny, other funny thing about that evening was the superintendent stopped over on that floor to visit with some parents who came who had a little boy that they were worried about. And uh, he went down the hall and met the parents, and he had just been through the good morning episode. And he said to them, good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Brown. And it was like 7 o'clock in the evening, and he said he felt so terrible because he thought they were wondering he was the head of the school and wishing them good morning. Well, let me see. There might be a couple of other little stories. I have a bunch, but I'm not telling them all, so don't worry. I had a boy one time who was talking too much, and I talked with him quietly and asked him to quiet down. He needed to take his turn. He wasn't doing too well with it. So finally, I said, I believe that I'm going to have to ask you definitely not to talk for five minutes because you don't seem to know when to talk. And he announced to me in a loud voice, you are taking away my right of free speech. I could, and you couldn't, I couldn't smile even because he had some sight. He was in my class, but he had some sight. And I didn't want him to think I thought it was funny because he was dead serious. So all I said to him was, with the right of free speech, you have a personal responsibility to know when to speak. He was very quiet for five minutes and that was it for that day. Oh, but then there was the next day, but we won't go into that one. Let me see. Anybody, anything else here I could? Uh, oh, I had a, this was tough. A little girl in my class went home one weekend. Her mom had a new baby. And while she was home for two weeks, the little girl stayed home for two weeks, the baby died. It's pretty sad and pretty serious. And those kinds of things really tug at your heart especially if it's with the kids that you work with. So uh, she, um, the little girl came back, and one of the boys in the back of the room, he was little too, said, what does it mean, die? What do you mean the baby died? Now, that's a really tough question if you're standing in a classroom with 12 children, which there were 12 in that room that day, and you have no idea where they are in learning about dying, if they're learning about going to heaven, what they're learning about. And I'm standing here thinking, what am I going to say to him? Because I don't, I I was really disturbed. And the little girl said, oh, I'll tell you. And I was like, oh my. And she said, he came home from the hospital and he was very sick and God wanted him back again. So he's in heaven. The boy goes, oh, okay. And that was the end of it. 
oh, my heavens, what an experience. I, I just, I couldn't believe that happened. But the Lord was really with me. <laughs> so was the little girl. <laughs> so it worked out very, very well. I had lots and lots of wonderful experiences, and I hope that all of you in your work have. And this is kind of something that I would like to, to share with you. Each one of us is a me or a you, okay? And each one of us is an individual under ourselves, and we need to like ourselves. We need to like ourselves well, to take care of ourselves, to help us to, to, to do the best that we can in, in what we're doing, and to like ourselves well enough to, to share ourselves with others, to be helpful with them, and so forth. So what I'm just saying is, if you get a chance and you're feeling bad, don't forget that you are you. There is no other you. No one who looks exactly like you, acts exactly like you, knows the things you know, needs to learn other skills that you want to learn. Only you. Only me. And we each need to like ourselves well enough to share ourselves with others, to help them, to love them, to be friends with them, whatever. But we really, really do need to remember the you. And uh, just, just think about that. That's just a little piece of, I didn't go to a psychology about talk to, to ask about that. That's one of the things I believe, that each of us is worth loving, worth sharing. We just have to keep building on it so that we are, are worth loving and sharing. There's no other person. Um, I'd like to also tell you one other story. There is a gal in, in this organization, and she is living here at Oakcrest now, and so are my brother and I. This is a very nice place here, and it's interesting because this girl was in my fifth grade class a long time ago. And I do want to tell you that you don't uh, go up beside a child sitting at a desk and say, hi, honey, and, you know, and, and talk to them and everything and see, now, what's your word? Do you have trouble with that word? Or did you write that sentence correctly? Or And stand there and think to yourself, in 50 years, we'll be in the same senior citizen residence. You just don't do that. But she and I are in the same residence. And I will say her name because I got permission to talk about her. And that's Joanne Cusick. And uh, she's, a, she's a wonderful person and a, a bright, bright, she was a real bright girl. And it was a fun, but I, I thought so many times about going over to talk with her at her desk and all, and never realizing that we would be in the same senior citizen residence. Well, I don't know what time it is. I can look at my watch. I hope I didn't overtake my time. Uh, if there's any questions, I can take them, but I also don't want to take any longer than, than you're that I'm scheduled for. So can someone help me with that? As your Hello. host, I, I certainly can, uh, Chris. Uh, if people now, are you like Tyson? I, my name are is Ray. I, 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 my name's Ray, actually. I. Um, oh well, I must have the wrong voice. I'm sorry, sir. I did not mean to be. <laughs> that's so okay. Forward. No, not a problem. I. Uh, Tyson's a buddy of mine, so we're we're good there. Oh well, that's okay. Okay. And uh, it's fine with me. If anyone would like to ask a question, please raise your hand on the PC. It's Alt Y, Option Y on the Mac. Uh, a raise, tap, double tap the raise hand button if you're on the app or hit star nine on your phone and I will let you ask a question to Chris. And if you don't have any, it's okay too. <laughs> we do. Uh -oh. We have, 
It's Mr. Gary Legates. Gary, you can unmute. Oh and ask my your gosh! Actually, Chris, <laughs> it's not me. It's my wife. She's coming. Okay. okay. Well, Gary, how are you guys? We're doing fine. fine. Yeah. Okay. You You're doing all right. Yes. You got two very good. Oh, pardon me. Oh dear. Oh wait a minute. You're a little bit muffled, Nina. Okay, you got to turn that off. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, yeah. Thank you, Scott. We, we okay. were listening. You need to get closer to your mic. Oh, you're great. Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. So you have two for the price. I just I just wanted to say uh, it, it was just such a delight. Chris. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, and, and actually, I would have been happy. I would have been happy, Chris, just kept talking. That was, it would, I, it's just always very good to say. And well, I, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And you and Gary were two special students in that class of yours. Yes, uh, I appreciate that. And we laugh about, you know, which one of these girls is Gary, is Gary maybe going to marry? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, but I remember that. <laughs> a little poem or something that you came up with. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. Um, and notes but, at the bottom of the papers. <laughs> Uh, uh, and I've just been thinking about Chris a lot lately because I've just reread books that we talked about all the time, the Laura Ingalls Wilder series. And oh my gosh, yeah. so I just, I've been meaning to have a conversation uh, with you. Well, can I make a, I want to make a statement to you about the books. Sure. Your class was reading those uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder books and I had read only one of them. And I want to tell you, that was a hectic year for me to try to meet as many of those books. So when you guys discussed them, I knew what you were talking about. So you gave me lots to do, but I'm glad you loved the books. I, I enjoyed the reading with your class. Your class was so into everything. We gave you homework. <laughs> yes, sir. And I noticed it. <laughs> Nina, right. thank you. Bless your heart. You and Gary both. Thank you. And I'm sorry, I took so much time. I need to let somebody else speak. You're, you're no, the only you were the only hand up, so no problem. That's right. That's okay. Okay. So there uh, Pat or Jane, may I ask Chris a question? Absolutely. Okay. I, I I've been told I need to ask permission, and so I did. Uh, Chris, do you do you <laughs> by chance know Michael Bina? Uh, yes, I do not know him well. He was superintendent at the Maryland School for the Blind, uh, well, I'll say recently. Uh, I think he is in the Carolinas, but I'm not sure. He is no longer superintendent here now. And I didn't know him very well because I was not work, I wasn't a student there, of course, and I wasn't working there either when he was superintendent. Okay. I was just curious. Um, I, uh, I'm actually based out here in Illinois, but I went to school in Wisconsin and um, he, uh, he uh, did something, he did the impossible many years ago. He took a naive little farm kid, put a white cane in his hand and said, you're going to learn how to travel. And that was me. So uh, I didn't know. And bless, <laughs> bless his heart for doing he, it. Yeah. Well, that's what just I was going to say. Bless his heart for doing it because now you're where you want to be doing what you want to do. You're doggone right. Well, uh, well, thank you, and thank you, Pat and Jane, for letting me ask that. <laughs> okay. Uh, no other hands, guys. 
Okay, then. Well, I certainly really appreciate the opportunity. I hope that was what I was supposed to do. And I, I was, I just am very, very happy to have taken part. And I understand this conference is wonderful. So I will just say that I'm proud of all of the ones who are doing it. I think it's marvelous and a good, good thing. And thank you very much. And thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Chris. It's been one of the joys of putting this convention together is getting back in touch with you and the, the conversations that we've had. And I hope we stay in touch. And, and it's just been a joy to me to get thank back you. in touch with you, you know, as adults. And, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, thank you so much. It was wonderful for me, too. Thank you. Well, Pat, um, I guess the next thing is the presentation of the Charlie Crawford Leadership Award. Where'd he go? Is he muted? Hang on. There you are. There's Pat. There he is. Sorry. There I am. Okay, I'm sorry. My Either I was doing something wrong or whatever. Um, let's see. Is Sue Crawford? Yeah, she's here. I saw okay, her. Right. I mean, okay, good. I have, um, really, I, I just, she's here. Mm -hmm. She is our um, award winner. <clears throat> um, I wanted uh, to start off introducing Sue Crawford and, um, and have <clears throat> Sue say a few words and then, then I'll say a few words and then we'll let Cecilia speak. Um, all of us in Maryland and I, believe when the, within ACB, no Charlie and Sue Crawford. And <clears throat> I'm on now, Pat. We do, miss, we do miss Charlie so much. One of the things that, that I read, Sue, was that Charlie said of all the things that he was proudest of, he was most proud that you were his, such a, a wonderful sentiment. The love that you two had was always beautiful to watch. Um, you no, Pat, there. you can't do that. You can't do that. Let's just stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I just want to say how much we appreciate both of you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And um, and I and it was it was a privilege to to be in Charlie's life and. and um, and so I just like to say, well, thank you, Pat, and thank you, Jane. Um, I, th I think this award, it certainly means a lot, I think, to all of us in ACB, especially ACB Maryland, um, because Charlie was so fond of everyone. I mean, he, he wasn't just about advocacy. He, he was about friendship. And uh, going way, way back before... I met him, he started the Blind Leadership Club in Massachusetts. And, and he did that with a, a bunch of other young blind people. And it was, um, you know, for advocacy purposes, but also to develop lifelong friendships and bonds. And he held everyone in ACB and in Maryland with such a deep affection. Um, so he could be very serious, uh, but he was always about um, supportive leadership. That is supporting everyone else to become a leader 
in developing their own talents and skills because not, not everybody is the same and the organization needs a variety of talents and skills. And um, so, and of course he loved, he loved fun. Um, I remember, you know, <laughs> just this past year and he called Jane, you know, and, and she didn't know it was him. And, and yeah, he would tease her. He would, so it, it's, my point is the leadership award is a way for us to keep Charlie close to us and then to hold um, the bonds of friendship close as well. You know, he was a friend, to all, he loved all of us. And, um, and so I think everybody misses him. And, um, so, um, so I think this is a very positive thing. And I know, of course, you know, I mean, Pat, what you said was wonderful. And, and I, I cherish everything he gave me, but he also gave all of us friendship. And this is a way for us to hold that up and to hold ourselves up. Because as Chris just said, we're all worthy. Say that again, Chris, we're all worthy of love and sharing. And that's what Charlie was about. And I think that's what this award is about. And that's what ACB is about. And Pat, I'm going to hand it back to you because right, I could so I you, could put a period on that, and I'm still intact for the minute. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> me too. You know, you're, you're so right about that, Sue. Um, Charlie was about a lot of things. He was about vision. He was about advocacy. He was about leadership. But I think one of the things that I impressed me the most was that he was about friendship. And he understood and he could touch people and he could relate to people and he made people feel like they belonged. And that is a rare, a rare gift. Um, I can't begin to tell you the number of times when, you know, people would sit with Charlie and some of them would be looking up his background when he was, um, well, he was talking to them either on, on the tablet or something like that. And they were just so impressed that someone with Charlie's abilities, accomplishments was there sitting there talking to them. But that was Charlie, uh, how he was. He cherished people. He saw the good in what they could do. He mentored them and, and he believed in their abilities. And there aren't a lot of us that have that, the strength to be able to do that so much as, or as well as he did. <clears throat> the individual that, we are honoring tonight is such a person, Cecilia Warren. I've known Cecilia for many years. She has done extraordinary work in ACB. She has done extraordinary work um, as a uh, paramedic firefighter. Uh, and she is doing extraordinary work now with MDOD. Um, <clears throat> she is working with people with disabilities, putting out fires, I'm sure, uh, at that level, no pun intended, but providing service to individuals with disabilities, working extraordinary hours, not complaining, and pushing and pushing and doing the best she can with the energy she has and the talent that she has. I know her ability to work with upper management is extraordinary, uh, that she gives her best advice to them. And that's part of what the Charlie Crawford Leadership Award is all about. But I think the most important part of that award 
is uh, how she provides service to those disabled individuals who can't get service for themselves. The number of phone calls she makes to try to negotiate what is best for the, these folks. And so I know that um, Cecilia and I and Charlie called us a lot with a lot of the projects that he, he was working on. And we always tried to follow his example. And Cecilia has done it better than most. Uh, extraordinary lady. She's been an excellent friend to us in Maryland. Um, extraordinary professional uh, and, and does the best she can for individuals with disabilities in the state. And um, so Cecilia tonight, we wanna salute you. We say thank you for the work that you have done. We wanna recognize you with the Charlie Crawford Leadership Award given out by Sue and presented to you by me. Thank you, Cecilia. Thank you, Cecilia. Oh, yes. thank you. Um, may I say a few words, a comment? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, I am so honored to be the first recipient of this award. Like many of you, it hurts that Mr. Crawford is not here with us. I have known Charlie and Sue for many years and I've always felt the utmost respect for them, which makes it even more special to receive this recognition. I would like to share a few comments about Charlie. He was a tireless advocate for people who are blind or low vision. He leveraged every contact he knew to bring together teams that could implement change. He was eloquent in his speech and emails and very pleasant in his tone, even when managing difficult situations. And I think what I'm trying to say here is that Charlie was not just a leader, but he was also a diplomat. And last spring, Charlie had left me a few messages about, I think it was a traffic issue. Perhaps it was the floating bus stops. And I had been unable to return his calls as the state had activated the emergency managers for the pandemic. And I was working every day in the emergency operations center. Then I heard that Charlie was in the hospital and I certainly was not going to bother him while he was recuperating. Well, here I was in the emergency operations center and much to my surprise, Charlie called while I'm thinking he's in the hospital. And I answered the phone and he began, he started right away to share his concerns about floating bus stops and could I dispatch some state representation to their meetings. And I said, Charlie, I, I'm in the middle of a nuclear meltdown exercise and a pandemic and aren't you in the hospital? <laughs> and he, he was completely unfazed. Yes, I am in the hospital and I am working through a list of tasks, what he told me. And after I speak with you, I have to call Patrick. And so we finished his request and I wished him well. And it was the last time that I spoke with him. Charlie, he left a deep legacy to all of us and he loved his family and his dogs and ACB. And this is why it's such an honor to accept this award. And let me say that it takes a team of people to do this work. I, I could not be successful in my, in my job without the many unsung heroes that work in state government. Um, I especially want to thank Sue for, um, you know, basically giving a blessing to this recognition. Uh, this, this just means so much to me and it's an honor to help all of you. 
sometimes we don't win every, you know, every battle we go to, uh, to war with, but we certainly try to, um, to choose battles that will have the most impact and assist everyone to, to help them through um, the disaster or the crisis. And I think Charlie taught me a lot, you know, over the years, but most especially with his diplomacy. And I think that really was a sign of such a strong leader. So um, I I can't finish without uh, just giving you a little weather warning for tomorrow. Uh, I've had been on the weather calls all day today, so please monitor the weather. It'll be a winter storm and be careful going outdoors. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night, Cecilia. Thank you so much. Thank you. We are getting that you. storm in Chicago, so it's heading your way. Yeah, thank oh, you. Ray, you can, you can keep most of it there. And Cecilia, always the professional, always on the job. Yeah, very much. Very well deserved. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Sue. And I have the plaque in my hall closet. And I thank you, Cecilia. Tomorrow. Okay. Very good. Yes. Good. So we are, I guess we have um, a little bit of time before we start the auction, Jane. Yeah, we have um, about 20 minutes before the auction. Um, So if anybody has any comments or anything, any thoughts or anything to say, um, we can do that. May I say something? May I say something, please? Please, yeah. Okay. Uh, Let me put on my... ACB second vice president hat for a moment and just say to to Sue and everyone else that we certainly uh, miss Charlie a whole lot and uh, are very grateful to the many things that he did uh, nationally for for ACB and uh, with all of our affiliates. Um, And uh, just as part of that, I'll just share a quick personal story that um, Charlie and I could not have been on more opposite sides of the political aisle. Um, uh, and But yet, Charlie and I were friends. Uh, we always, I always look forward to seeing him uh, when I would attend national conventions and, uh, and talking with him about uh, advocacy issues and, and stuff. And I, I remember he, um, it was 1999, he came to Illinois we were at that time trying to get a commission for the blind bill through our legislature. And it was a bill that uh, he came and did gave eloquent testimony uh, to our uh, state Senate committee that was uh, debating that. And NFB was opposed. And this is before we had a, the work of the good working relationship that we now have with our NFB folks. And they came and they basically shot down our bill. <laughs> I've never seen Charlie that angry in my life. And I remember saying to MJ Schmidt, as we headed home, I said, MJ, I think some phones between Washington, between Maryland and Florida are gonna be burning up tonight because um, that was when Paul Edwards was ACV president. So I uh, uh, just wanted to say that. And uh, you know, we miss you, Charlie, but we know you're smiling down on us and you're saying, get that, get those floating bus stops and whatever else uh, I left I left to do done. So uh, thanks guys for letting me have a chance to speak. And we do have a hand. And we do have a hand that would be Jamaica Miller. Jamaica, go ahead. 
Yes, I have a quick question about one of the items for the auction. Does the first brownie order happen to be with nuts? Um, is that, which one is that? What number is it? Three. Three. Three is a George Foreman grill. Oh, let's hurry. see. I'm looking. Chocolate brownies. Um, she didn't say. Okay. All right. And that's that's donated by Sharon Payne. And okay. she's on the call at the moment, as far as I know. So I don't know. And, and am I allowed to bid on? Of course on, you are, Jamaica. You're on, registered. On on items because I wasn't sure. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Can I tell my Charlie Crawford story since we have time? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> Sue alluded to it, but it was so funny. Uh, I was on the phone one morning talking to a friend and call waiting signal, signaled that I had another call. And I flipped over just to see who it was. This guy said, I want to talk to somebody about getting one of them there dog guides. And I flipped back over. I, I, hang on a minute, sir. Uh, let me get rid of the call that I'm on and I'll be right back with you because I still get guide dog users calls, even though I'm not involved with GDUI. So whenever I get one, I try to answer it, you know. So I flipped back over to my friend and I said, there's someone wanting to talk about getting a guide dog. I've got to go. And so we hung up from her and then I flipped back over to this, this other guy and I said, Yes, sir. Um, may I help you? Um, what is it you need to know about getting a guide dog? And he starts laughing. And it's Charlie Crawford. And I said, damn you, Charlie, you fooled me. He got such a I think he called you, Pat, later to laugh about that. He was so tickled <laughs> to death that he fooled me. You know, nobody fools me like that, except uh, Charlie. So Charlie with all his accents, funny. right? <laughs> He called me the morning he went in the hospital and I said, Charlie, he said, wasn't feeling well. I said, you know, you need to slow down on some of this advocacy stuff, Charlie. And he started, he said to me, the needs of the many, I said the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. He was quoting Star Trek back to me. He loved his Star Trek. <clears throat> and uh, and cheeseburgers. Yeah. What's that? And cheeseburgers. Yeah. He, uh, so he was always about, uh, always about uh, everybody else trying to do his work. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, he still uh, was still working on a bunch of his projects because uh, you gotta get them done. And we have we have a hand up. It is, I believe, it's Merrill. Go ahead and uh, there we go. Now Merrill, you can you can talk. <laughs> Okay. Yes, I'm here. Ray, yes. Um, I Charlie really affected me profoundly. He was one of my role models. And the two others that were role models in Maryland to me also were Debbie Grubb and Al Petromongo because all of them taught me about advocacy and how to be a leader. And now I'm an emerging leader in the state local chapter, the state and the national. And I am so proud to have known him. And Jane, I have a similar story because one time I was at a national convention and he started imitating in a Southern accent about, what about your dog or something? You know, and I, 
I said, oh, my God. And I didn't know it was Charlie, you know. And then he, like, started laughing. Was, oh, my God. But I remember those wall-to-wall parties at the national conventions. And I learned so much from all these leaders just listening to them and pouring into me. And, and I'm getting emotional right now, but this just seems so. And, and before he died, the last time I talked to him, and he was so proud that I got the J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership yeah. Fellow. And because of Charlie, Sue, and, and Sue, I remember when you had the picnic at your house and I, I went and we had so much fun. And like, uh, and then I met your mom also. And, and just every, he just, I just miss him terribly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raymond Racer, you can unmute and talk. Currently unmuted. Oh, button. Amazon Ray. Mm-hmm. There you are. Uh, Raymond, you can unmute. It says still showing that you're muted. So you can unmute if you'd like to. There you are. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I, did, I didn't work with, I know Charlie for years, his name. I didn't work, work with him a lot, but just for, for the year that I worked with Charlie, on the radio show and he loved the radio show. And I mean, Charlie, even though he was in the hospital, I would say, okay, Charlie, we, we got it. Don't worry about it. He would call in and, and check in. And and our show was that morning, uh, uh, Charlie passed the morning of our show. And I mean, right up until that, that time, he was still checking on, on the radio show. And I mean, I was just so impressed with his professionalism and the way he cared about uh, persons with disability across the board. And, and I, I, I mean, he just left a legacy for me in the short time that me and him worked together from April uh, to September. And, uh, you know, I really, really uh, appreciated him. And, and, and me being black and him being white, we just, the salt and pepper team, we worked so well together, never was an issue uh, with him in terms of race. He didn't see uh, color. He really didn't. He just saw people. And I just want to let you know, Sue, I so appreciate you uh, sharing Charlie uh, with us because any time that he spent with us, it was time that he was not spending with you. So, And I know that with me and my wife, Renee. Uh, so I appreciate it so much. I really do appreciate it. And I know we would talk about, you know, him, uh, you know, not having children and just so many personal things in the short period of time that he had shared with me that he just said he hadn't shared with uh, people before. And that was one of the things. So I really appreciate, appreciate him just, uh, you know, just, just laying his soul out to me as we, you know, share the boots together. And I always tell people right now, uh, I haven't replaced Charlie because you can't replace them even though Pat uh, comes in every now and then uh, to uh, to be the guest co-host, we still say we have a cover over Charlie's microphone until we find someone. And we was in negotiation with, we was going to have Denise Decker uh, be, uh, be, be the co-host, but then, you know, she passed another job. But I just thank you so much, Sue, for the time that Charlie uh, spent with all of us. I thank you and God bless you. Thank you for letting me share. Ray, you well, know. Ray, he's, he certainly enjoyed it, Ray. And then also, you know, it meant a lot to him to be able to work, um, to follow um, 
Sandra Sermon's lead and Cassandra want to put together the Black Lives Matter program for ACB, ACB, um, DC, Maryland, Virginia, and then ACB um, National. And that was very important too. And I will say that Charlie has grinch, two grandchildren and Stephen and Caitlin who love him very much. And he loved his radio. He loved his radio show so much. Uh, just you could never talk to Charlie. <clears throat> uh, what was it? Six o'clock on a Saturday night. Big broadcast was on. Had to get all your Ed business. Walker. Ed, Ed Walker. Walker. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> radio was a huge thing for Charlie. He loved his radio. Loved his sports. Loved his Red Sox. You know, yeah. You couldn't get him during some of the games. Right. Um, no more hands, guys. All right. Jane, you want to? We want to take five minutes and start the auction. What time are we at? About well, seven. I don't know whether we can. Can we do that, Ray? Or do we um, till seven thirty for the auction? Um, well, I, that it's your it's your program. Um, the only thing um, um, I'm you're, you're, the only thing I would say is you probably have some people that um, are waiting to come on for the auction. So yeah. uh, you're you're it's twenty after the hour right now. So uh, and I'm just waiting for Donna Brown to get the co-hosting assignment so that I can switch over, switch the hosting to her. And uh, but I'll stay as until that happens. I'm I'm here. Okay, cool. Okay. I wish Sandra was here. We could do some more door prizes, but yeah, I don't, I don't think she's here. I'm here also, Lucy. Yep, Lucy's <laughs> here too. I saw her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I we can't do door prizes. Um, yeah, I don't see Sandra. Sandra. No, I, nope. she, she she went away to do something and she's not back. So. Um, Jane, were you going to explain the rules of how we how we bid? Or are you going to wait well, until 7.30 for that? I'll wait till 7.30 until, until that we makes actually sense. start the auction. Yeah. Um, so that's that's probably the best thing to do. Patrick, um, you got the gift of gab. Say something. <laughs> well, do we want um, to take any more comments? We've got another 10 minutes. Before we start the auction, does anyone else have comments on the who hasn't spoken on the, the conference? Uh, what we've done, anything oh, that went on? We, uh, one uh, thing, real quick. I'm sorry. Um, we were talking about having a debriefing session for any attendees or presenters who want to come and talk next Monday at 8 p.m. on Zoom, uh, just to have a debrief to see how we did and see what you thought we've done some of that um today but we thought we'd do that so i'll be sending out a zoom link to all of the attendees and the presenters um you know if anybody wants to come on and, and do a debrief next monday at 8 p.m you so, do you do have a hand guys um, oh, okay it <laughs> is if, if Okay, Eugene, you are unmuted. Go ahead. Hey, how you all doing tonight? I just wanted to say I enjoyed the Maryland Convention. I was on it yesterday and on it some today. And I'm looking forward to this next part coming up. Of course, Lucy knows uh, I love auctions. <laughs> I'm staying out of this. <laughs> You're on your own tonight, Eugene. Matt, that you don't like. Yeah, I'm doing fine, Lucy. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait for the auction to get on because there are a few items I want to bid oh, on. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I have 37 little pieces of paper here with one with each item on. 
I just and, got to going through the list. <laughs> on the bottom of each page is room to write the bidder and the amount. So I'm looking forward to doing all that. All right. You've got one more. You got one more hand. Okay. Uh, that would be it's uh, phone number ending in seven, six, nine. I think that's Rick again. Uh, that's go Rick. ahead, Rick. Mm -hmm. You can unmute Rick. Uh, okay. Uh, last Tuesday, um, I was listening to uh, Tuesday Topics, and they had Dan Spoon on, and they, they, there was an understatement that was made on there that about every weekend, there's usually an auction. And I guess they're right, because there have been quite a few weekends that I've listened, or that Merrill has listened, or both of us, that have had auctions on there. And the sandwich man, that's what I call Eugene, that you spoke. Gary. He'll be on there <laughs> pretty soon. And uh, I know he really enjoys those auctions very much. I think that we, that, that was said is that there are a lot more sort of going to all these state conventions now because they're all on Zoom. So uh, a lot of us have been sort of flipping back and forth amongst these conventions, actually learning a lot too from how one state did something versus another state. And uh, yeah, the auctions are all apart. I went to Minnesota last weekend and spied. So when I registered, Janet Dickelman said, you're coming on, coming to us to spy, aren't you? And I said, yep. <laughs> okay. I registered Gary. for hers and she registered for mine. So. <laughs> yeah, Gary, Gary Messman, you can unmute and talk. Hey, how's everybody doing? I just, just thought I would uh, come in quick and comment and give you know, plaudits to um, First off, the committee for putting together a really nice program. Um, Shirley and I have been listening to it between our uh, phones and our A-Lady and, um, and my iPod on the speaker, whichever the case may be, whatever was convenient at the time. Um, learned a lot. of um, very diverse, and it's interesting to have people from all over the country coming and joining us uh, to um, hear what we have to say and, and peddle our wares and all that. So... Um, and then maybe going forward, we will look at um, having a, a virtual aspect to state conventions as well. I'm, I know that doing that on the national level, but doing that on the state level would be really cool too. Um, just wanted to come in and say you know, thanks uh, to all the committee and thanks to ACB Radio for making it possible for this thing to work out as well as it did. Right. Gary, thank you for your uh, work on the transportation uh, projects that we're working on on the state. Uh, it's you've got a great transportation background from Baltimore, but I think it's it's great when uh, Baltimore and and Silver Spring can get together and combine um, to uh, to come up with joint proposals. Yeah. You know, and yeah. take I think it'd be, I think it'd be nice to come down and take a look at some of your your uh, stop, your island stops and all that. See yeah. how they're. I've only seen these couple over here on Hartford Road in Baltimore. I haven't seen them yeah, all I think over. So yeah. It would. Well, I would love to have you when, whenever you can come down. Would love to love to meet with you. I think we want to wait for this storm to pass, though. How about that? Oh yeah, it's not going to be in the. No, you so come in the snow. Yeah. He can come in the snow. <laughs> okay, um, we've got one hand up, and Sandra's back. So uh, why don't we Jama take the one hand and then do some door prizes? Sounds good. Uh, Jamaica, you Jamaica, you can unmute, and you are. Yes. Um. Uh, Jane, I would appreciate it if you could please, 
could you please pass my information along Pat Sheehan? Because I want to speak to him about uh, speak to him about uh, transportation, please. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. Sure. Be happy to, Jamaica. Thank you. I remember you from our mobility and beyond um, panel that we had. Uh, I was on a couple of months ago. So sure, be happy to chat with you. That'd be great. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Okay, and that is it for the hands. Let's uh, do, so door prizes. Let's do them. Let's do them. Okay. So the next one is a collection of keychains. It's an assortment of different, like there's a shoe, there's some other strange looking keychains, but the coolest one is it says Microsoft, both in raised print and braille. I want that. Alexa, give me a random number between one and 107. Your random number between oh. one and 107 oh. is 64. Oh, whose was that? 64. 64. Meryl Schechter. <laughs> Yay, Meryl. Okay. Jane, Jane, that was my lady. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. If yours gave a different random number, then we'd have to choose who gets them. Uh, what's the next one? Okay, so the next one is, um, I forgot the name of the architect, but he is the one who built the arch in St. Louis. Okay, what is it's it? A DVD, it? It's a DVD, a, a DVD that okay. is a documentary of this Finnish guy who was the architect who built a bunch oh. of things, but among one of them is the, um, the arch in St. Louis. Okay, Alexa. Give me a random number between 1 and 107. Between 1 and 107 is 94. 68. Is Ralph Smitherman from Brandon, Mississippi. I know, Ralph. Congratulations, Ralph. Woo-woo. <clears throat> okay, three more to go. What's the next one? Um. Okay, the next one is a gift card. Domino's. Ooh. Alexa, give me a random number between 1 and 107. Your random number between one and 107 is 35. 17. 17 is Mary Beth Cleveland. Congratulations, Mary Beth. Hey, Mary Beth. Two more to go. What's the next one? Yep. Um, what was that last one too, Jane? Mary Beth Cleveland. It's a, a gift card for Domino's. Oh, oh, Domino's. Yeah. That would yeah, be good for Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> What's the next one? A gift card from Grubhub. Ooh, okay. Alexa, give me a random number between 1 and 107. Your random number between 1 and 7 is 5. 77. 77. Flipping through. 77. 77. Eugene Batke from Clearwater, Florida. He's here. Okay, Grubhub. And the last one? The last one is a pop socket and uh, it has um, adhesive and you what it is, you put it on the back of your phone and it has several plastic little slots that you can put credit cards and stuff like that in. Oh, cool. <clears throat> Alexa, give me a random number between one and 107. 
<laughs> Your random number between 1 and 107 is 80. 36. 36. So I heard to hear mine from the other one. Margo Hope, <clears throat> our pamper Yay! Check. Congratulations. Okay. That's that. We are done. Thank Get you, guys.